Yé Mounla. You're listening to Kao Karaman Evie, Kao Karaman, the English version. Kao Karaman is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. I'm your host, Patra M, and get ready to celebrate Caribbean culture with me. This is episode 12, part 2. Let's get right into it. Caribbean Girl NYC is a series created by Guadeloupean director Mariette Montpierre. The pilot was first unveiled in September 2017 at the Caribbean Tales International Film Festival in Toronto. Here's the plot. Isabelle is a 22-year-old aspiring actress fresh off the plane from the Caribbean island of Guadeloupe. She dreams of being rich and famous and finding love in NYC. There's only one problem. She has no working papers and no money. Fortunately, She can rely on her Trinidadian friend, Tilly, who's trying to figure out her next move after graduating from university. And her roommates, Dana, a law student with Jamaican roots, and Kate, a free-spirited Barbadian web developer. As Izzy teams up with these three fellow islanders for hilarious misadventures and drama, will she find what she's looking for? Caribbean Girl NYC is the kind of content that I've always wished to see. We are going to explore how this pilot displays the unity of the Caribbean by highlighting its diversity. It's time for the first Caribbean connection. The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a film makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a Guadeloupean woman, and as a French woman. What I truly enjoyed in the pilot of Caribbean Girl NYC is how it highlights the place of Guadeloupe in a Caribbean context and then in an international context. The French title is literally a Guadeloupean girl in NYC. I don't know who came up with the French title and if Mariette Montpierre got some backlash for it, but you have no idea how happy I was to see the word Guadeloupe in the title. To me, it was like making a statement to French viewers and letting them know that Guadeloupe is a place to be proud of. It's a subject I touched upon a few times in my previous episodes, but France doesn't see French Caribbean culture and French Caribbean identity as something worthy to be acknowledged. Just a few months ago, there was a popular French black rapper who apologized for old tweets saying that French Caribbean people were just slaves. French white people created narrative around us saying that we are submissive, we're stupid, We didn't fight for our freedom and we don't deserve to be respected. French black people just perpetuate some French, not all French black people, just perpetuate this idea. That's why I joined the English-speaking Caribbean online world in 2017-2018. In the English-speaking Caribbean online world, you guys just put your flag emoji in your screen name or you just randomly shout out your Caribbean country on a regular basis without even thinking about it. Your Caribbean origins are something you show proudly online. That wasn't the case for the French Caribbean two years ago. Fortunately, this mindset is starting to change, but 
there's still a long way to go. I felt and I still feel like the voices of French Caribbean people are overlooked in the French Afro online world and it's something that French Caribbean people internalized so much that up to 2019, I swear to you, French Caribbean content creators whose target was a French black audience wouldn't even say they were from Guadeloupe or Martinique. I know it might be hard to believe, but I can't even count how many times I'd find out that a French black content creator was from Guadeloupe or Martinique or French Guyana because they'd post a picture taken during their holidays in Guadeloupe or they'd be doing an interview and they would briefly mention, oh, and my parents are from Guadeloupe or oh, my parents are from Martinique. And the reason I'd be so shocked when I found out it's because they are content didn't reflect their Caribbean culture at all. Even now when I work on a new project and I needed to come up with a name, I always try to come up with something that Guadeloupean people can identify right away. Like for my Caribbean cinema project, I was going back and forth with someone about the name and the person thought Caricaramont might be too specific and I was like, that's the whole point. When I write my women's stories, I always throw in a few sentences in Creole here and there with no translation. Let me remind you that I don't speak Creole. Check out episode 4 if you want to know why, but it's important to me that my characters who live in Guadeloupe can express themselves that way. And the first time I did, <laughs> I posted online my story. Someone told me that I should translate the like three sentences in Creole and I know this person was genuine but it pains me to see that we are still stuck in this debate. If you use Creole you must translate it into French otherwise people will feel excluded. Let me tell you something. When people care, they will take the extra 10 seconds to Google that one word they think they don't understand within context. If they don't care, I don't either. That's why when a French title uses specifically the word Guadeloupe, it makes me proud. It feels nice to show our uniqueness. Now, in the pilot, Mariette Montpierre uses comedy to show the ignorance of people when it comes to Guadeloupe. There's this scene, you can watch, in the, you can watch it in the trailer. Isabelle finds out that she got rejected for her internship because they had already reached the maximum number for Mexican interns. The recruiter thought Guadeloupe was a city in Mexico because Guadeloupe, Guadalupe. You know, in the US context, I don't expect people to know Guadeloupe. However, this situation is something every French Caribbean person experience at least once in France. Most of French white people think Guadeloupe and Martinique are located next to the African continent. And what's interesting in this pilot is how you can see this ignorance may also exist in the Caribbean communities. And you see that scene also in the trailer. When Tilly introduces Isabel to her roommates, Kate goes, wow, Guadeloupe, so fancy, where is it? Dana, the Jamaican roommate, steps in to say it's in the French West Indies, like it's obvious info that Kate should know. With Tilly, Kate and Dana, we have the representation of Guadeloupe's place in the Caribbean. There are people who know where Guadeloupe is because they had direct contact with it. Tilly and Isabel know each other because Isabel went to Trinidad during an exchange program when they were in high school, I think. So you can see how young Caribbean people can have opportunities to see what's going on in other Caribbean countries. Then there are people like Dana who know about Guadeloupe, can place it on a map because they learned the map of the Caribbean at school, but 
they don't necessarily respect our culture. I'll come back to that later. Then you have Kate, who doesn't even know it exists. Which character would you say represents you the best in terms of Caribbean knowledge outside of your Caribbean country? When I started the podcast, I was a Dana. I was aware that my island was part of a specific region, but I never had direct contact with other islands and I didn't care about their culture. You can check out episode 97 of the Caribbean Millennial podcast to hear more about my experience growing up in the Caribbean. Today, I think I'm more like Chile as I'm getting to know Caribbean culture through other Caribbean countries, but there are still a lot of Kates. It's a reality. However, Kate is the character who makes the most effort to celebrate Isabel's Guadalupean identity. Guess how they connect through music. Isabel loves Zouk. Okay, sorry time. If you listened to my previous episodes, you'd know I truly started enjoying Zouk like five years ago. Watching this pilot in 2018 made me realize that my contemporary Zouk knowledge was on point because I recognized right away the song Moinvelet by Lorenz and Dasha. That song was a big hit in 2017. It was on heavy rotation on the radio and that's why I was so sick of hearing it at that time. By the way, if you want to find out more about Zouk singer Lorenz, you can check out my Caribbean Focus article I posted last year, I think. Yeah, last year. And, uh, and Lorenz is a nice guy. I, I sent him the link of the of the French episode and he thought it was funny. When I said that, he didn't like, I, I hated the song. <laughs> but I like it now, so it's cool. <laughs> anyway, when Isabelle hears Lorenz's song, she smiles and she's like, hey, this is from home. And this is exactly how I feel now when I hear a Zouk song. Again, not trying to give you another lecture on how Caribbean music deserves and should have been a global industry by now, hashtag stream Caribbean, but really it is so frustrating to me that the biggest artists in France right now would make hits inspired by Zouk. They would earn a lot of money while artists from Guadeloupe and Martinique aren't even acknowledged on the national market. We no longer have a young generation of Zouk singers. Zouk in Guadeloupe is considered like old people music and it's just sad. That's why it's important now more than ever that people are able to identify where Zouk comes from. It's important to see a Guadeloupian character loving, praising and claiming Zouk to express their pride of being Guadeloupian. This cultural element is so strong that Dana even uses it at some point as an insult when she gets angry at Isabel. She tells, she tells Isabel that she's a frog leg eater who listens to some Zulu Zouk. By the way, the Zulu comment sounded a little bit like some internalized anti-blackness because our African roots are nothing to be ashamed of, so Zulu Zouk, I don't see how it can be a problem. Anyway, Isabel stands her ground and throughout the episode you can see how she never feels ashamed of her culture and that's her culture that helps her communicate with Antoine because they both speak Creole. Her speaking Creole gives her the opportunity to be back in the good graces of Dana at some point. So yeah, Caribbean Girl NYC celebrates Guadeloupian culture through music, through language, Guadeloupian Creole is seen as a real language in its own right and as an asset for Isabel. 
whereas our Creole is still being stigmatized in France. Representing Guadeloupe connected with the Caribbean and the American continent and not with France, this is truly original. It opens many possibilities. It opens the imagination on what we think we are capable of doing. In my pilot episode from two years ago, it's something I wasn't aware of. I did feel there was some kind of hierarchy among Caribbean countries, maybe some sort of superiority complex among the English-speaking Caribbean people because you guys are independent and Guadeloupe and Martinique aren't. I do think some Caribbean people see us as assimilated people without any specific culture or that we reject our African roots, but I'm seeing the change. I believe it's thanks to the online content that circulates much more easily, like videos of our carnival. Again, without rehashing my entire demonstration from episodes 10 and 11, being Caribbean is not synonymous with being black and is not synonymous with being Afro-descendant. My discussion with Kerian from the Kerian Friends podcast last year made me realize that this distance between the islands was disappearing in the diaspora. It's easier to build inter-Caribbean connections when you are abroad. This language barrier does not prevent us from being interested in one another and from showing solidarity in moments of sorrow, but also in moments of joy. And what are the joys and sorrows of Caribbean women in their 20s in one of the most famous cities in the world? What does it mean to be a young Caribbean woman in the diaspora of the 2010s? This is what we'll talk about in the second Caribbean Connection. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter. For more Caribbean films, books and music reviews, check out my website carocaramon.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at carocaramon. If you want the podcast to get more visibility, you can give me 5 stars on Apple Podcast. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans le soleil. Ciao, bye.